0: What's good, y'all? This is your boy Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. And if you want a raw take on the NBA, Above the Rim is a show for you. With dope beats and entertaining guests each week, we offer a great new insight on all things NBA. You don't want to miss it. Talk about it!
1: You are now tuned in to
0: above the rim Welcome welcome to above the rim episode 43 Brought to you by your host as always Justin AK Just Blaze and my special guest this week its my man straight out of Louisville, Kentucky host of three dope shows the Why Not Podcast Black Astronauts Podcast and the BAP Politics Podcast as well one of the great positive brothers I've met in this podcast game my homie Teddy D thank you for joining Just. me family hey I appreciate you having me man what's going on with you Hey man, I'm chilling man. How you feeling tonight, brother? Slow
2: motion. I mean, we we just we came here to do a show. <laughs> All types of things are happening. I mean, perfect timing, man. Perfect timing. Let's get into it.
0: Perfect timing and thank you as always for joining me, my brother. You always show love to the Above the Rim. Appreciate yeah, that. Man. Dope show. It's a very dope show. Of course, so family. So of course, you can find Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play and the Almighty Baller Network every Tuesday. Make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star review on iTunes to get in contact with me or the show. You can follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. is the same as well. Use the hashtag AskAboveTheRim. And if you got any feedback for the show, responses to any of the questions, call up the line, leave your boy a voicemail, let me know what's on your mind. That number is 908-718-1592. Call up that line. Teddy, where can they find you on social media?
2: Uh, find me at Teddy underscore D underscore on Twitter and Dwight Ted on Instagram.
0: Make sure you go out and follow my man. Host of three dope shows, like I said before. Yeah, three. Man.
2: Yeah, you man. Working, trying to get it. Try Trying to get it out here, just.
0: <laughs> you, you for sure. For those who don't know, my man, homie, my homie, excuse me, uh, Teddy D, is a podcasting OG in this game. How long uh, you been in this game, Ted?
2: Uh, going on for, uh, about four years. About four years of some change, man. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Veteran in this game. Hey, man. <laughs> v-
2: veteran veteran with an asterisk. I,
0: somebody, somebody called me an OG,
2: but whenever somebody said, tells me that, I'm like, yo, my OGs are going to get mad if I don't give them credit. Oh, so, true that. Shout-out, shout-out to Mr. Moody,
0: uh, Big B, and just, you know, all the people that brought me in. Shout-out to y'all. Shout-out to them. Also, before we get into the show, my apologies to the familia, my above-the-rim family, that is. No episode last week. Duty calls. I went to the Sundance Film Festival last week up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Man, so much diversity. So much, right? (laughs) Went there for about five days it was a good experience. I'll tell you right now, there's not a lot of brothers up there. Not a lot of people like me up there. But, <laughs> hey. How, how was the food? Ah, it was rather, <laughs> not too much flavor, I would say. How about that? <laughs> not enough flavor. <laughs> they, come to, they come to New York and they drink the water. They like that spicy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was, and that altitude up there is no joke. I will say that. That altitude. Oh, yeah.
2: So, so there in, in Denver, right? Like, those yeah. are the two uh, right next to it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right there and the, up in the mountains. Mmm. All right. The yeah, altitude you can have is that no joke, man.
2: All right. All right. Yeah. Shout, shout, out. shout out to all the Mormon listeners, man. We appreciate <laughs> y'all.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Also, I got a voicemail. So, let me play Uh, my homie Damo called into this show. So, let me play his first voicemail.
2: Hey, Just, man. It's Damo from just calling, man. Yo. It's just it's, it's craziness going on in the NBA right now. So much drama. You got you got the Cavaliers looking like they're going downhill. I don't know what's going on with that organization. You got J.K. getting fired, and then you got you got all this just drama with the refs. You got you got the NBA is turning into T.N.A. It's turning into U.F.C. people fighting every time you turn on the channel.
0: <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's going on? I, I want to hear your take on this, man. Yo, Damo, appreciate the call, my brother. Shout out to you. Appreciate the call. Ted, man, you got to love this Cavs so proper that's going on right now. You got to love it. a-
2: It's amazing, dog. It's
0: amazing. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: amazing. <laughs> like, I, you know, I am... Uh, let me get this out of the way. I am a LeBron fan. Okay. <laughs> uh, admittedly, you know, but... That's my man, but it's hard to defend him sometimes. Like, you know, a lot a lot of the passive-aggressive comments on social media. A lot. Yeah. yeah it's getting yeah. spicy
0: in Cleveland I this
2: know. year. I know, man. Ve- but but IT is, is like that little
0: spark that, that can just, you know, he make is. everything a lot better, a lot worse, depending on the day. Exactly, you know? exactly. So, Ted, I'm going to go over a couple of things here. Going on mm-hmm. with the Cavaliers currently all this season. Yeah. Team meetings, Kevin Love being blamed for everything, IT, <laughs> IT playing like shit and then talking shit right after that, LeBron yeah. acting oblivious to everything, D-Rose leaving the team because he keeps getting hurt, he's upset that he's injured. Ty, then also the new thing is Ty Lue is mad at him because he went to use the bathroom in the fourth quarter. Boy, if you don't get in the fourth quarter, Jr. Smith yeah. crying about being benched, only to yeah. start and then play worse. Yeah. You got you got you got Tristan Kardashian disappearing, oh, robbing man. the Cavs out of $80 million. Yeah, dog. You got Schumpert crying about minutes and then getting hurt. You got the Cavs being last in the league in defensive efficiency this year. No one as Ty Lue's back. Ty nah. Lu doesn't even know what he's doing half of the time. He's nervous <laughs> to even get on the players. Then you got the struggle between Dan Gilbert, the owner, and LeBron James for control over the organization. Mm-hmm. And then now the new thing is D-Wade is taking a leave of absence from the team for personal reasons. Yeah. What's going on?
2: That's like a daytime soap opera, man. Dysfunctions
0: at its finest, Ted (laughs)
2: That's a lot That's a lot to deal with Uh, I'll say a couple things though So, one of the things that's come out I don't know if you've seen the the reports That The beef that Kyrie had Yes, there was beef with LeBron But the bigger beef According to Brian Windhorse Was uh, the beef he had With Ty Lue
0: Yeah he had a lot of issues with Ty Lue. I heard those as well. Yeah, which
2: rolled into what you, what you were just talking about, man. Ty Lue literally has gone from rookie year winning the championship after <laughs> yeah. he took over to yep. you might not have a job much longer. Because, yo, if if LeBron leaves after this year, dog. Nah,
0: Ty has like, gone. It, oh. He's, He's completely gone. gone. He completely. might be he might be gone even before that, you never yeah. know. Crazier yeah. things have happened. Yeah, man. But but uh Ty Lue has no security right now at all. Zero. Nah,
2: man. And and I mean, but you know, I I always refer to NBA coaches like, you know, when you're talking about uh Somebody that starts gangbanging, like you know the life you chose. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if you're not Popovich, like you know what's gonna happen. Exactly.
0: You know? You, you know the deal. So this it's a serious yeah. soap opera going on in Cleveland right now, and I gotta say, man, I'm extremely disappointed in LeBron's leadership this year. Not his play, but his leadership this year. Yeah. I think he's been a terrible leader. I mean, I don't care how good his stats are. I think right now he's not holding himself accountable enough. For the defense, I mean, he's, he's putting up good numbers, great numbers in his year 15, great phenomenal season. But I don't feel like he's doing enough to stop all of the outside noise, the outside chatter. It's clearly affecting the locker room to me. And a few of these issues, he's at the root of them. And he's not doing much to diffuse the team meetings, all this information from getting out. LeBron has a stronghold on the media. Yeah. He has some power. I feel like these shouldn't get out as easily if he wanted to stop them. Am I wrong for that?
2: Nah, you're right, man. And, and, you know, with this one, it has to fall at least partially on LeBron because this is literally the team that he wanted
0: yes handpicked.
2: literally literally the team that he wanted like you you mentioned my man <laughs> tristan thompson
0: tristan kardashian yo the the contract so that he got is still
2: amazing to me though and he wanted a couple million more if you remember yeah, he sure like, did he was fighting for more yeah come on dog stop that and then but uh, shumpert has been bad for three years on the low yep, yep. <laughs> like, like, you know, my man, my man is feeling really, really privileged to talk about anybody's plans. So I'm like, come on, dog. Like, you're you're in the NBA right now. Exactly. Like, let's, not, let's not push it.
0: Exactly. Ted, I wrote down this stat on my on my paper right here. Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. Iman Shumpert and J.L. Smith. They are mm-hmm. getting a grand total of one hundred and seventy nine million dollars. Those three. 179 million dollars for their quality (laughs) of play
2: Uh, it came up in the thread. The only worst contract in the league uh, has got to be your boy in Memphis. Oh, uh, Chandler Parsons. Uh, Chandler right?
0: Parsons. Yeah. Oh Come man, on, he man. robbed the bank, man. <laughs> Ted, he but, robbed the bank. Oh, no, I mean it's ridiculous. I,
2: I'm, I'm trying not to hijack, but I could talk about that contract all day. That oh yeah, horrible. When when Mark when Mark Cuban writes you off, like it's bad. But very. Uh, but yeah, so man, Cleveland, Cleveland needs to be okay with all of this though because what you're seeing is a is a direct reward for the one championship yeah this is it like this is this is the ugly part of winning a championship that the city may not be familiar with you overpay players that, po- that played a good role when you did and you you try to appease the stars that get yep. them to stay
0: this is it, man. I'm, yep, you're right, I'm glad you said that because I, I was thinking that as well. Once these role players win a the championship, their blue-collar mentality and their hustle, they goes out the window. You remember before, yeah. Tristan Thompson, he was a lunch pail, uh, oh, uh, hustle kind of player. A
2: hell of an offensive he, rebound. He went from yeah.
0: wearing Reeboks and Nikes to the game to wearing Gucci furs and flip-flops <laughs> and belts. <laughs> you After know a the, chip. Think about the, that. I, the
2: irony is, you know what he Boys, plays like get- now? He plays like if you ever played pickup uh, ball before. He plays like the dude that's that's playing when his girl comes to watch him play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, bro, nothing about you says that you can handle the ball, but you over here trying to cross somebody. Yeah, up and sit
0: down. He Stop. the one with all the knee pads. Stop. He come coming to the coming to yeah. the park yeah. with headband, <laughs> arm band. You got you got wristbands, you got knee pads, you got leg warmers.
2: Oh Brad, come, come on. on. Man.
0: You got a compression tease. Come on. <laughs> Tube socks. Come on.
2: Tristan,
0: man. Do better. Do, do, better, better do better, Do better. I mean, and going back to LeBron really quick before we move on. His yeah. um his his usual his passive aggressive style that he usually does, it's actually backfiring this year to me. These cats that he got that he has on the team are a lot more sensitive this year. So yeah. they can't take the comments that he does. You see IT he's very sensitive. He fired back at people questioning his shot selection. D. Wade talking. There's a lot, there's a lot of chirping going on from players that shouldn't be talking on the cast. Yeah, man. Uh,
2: LeBron, it's funny. LeBron is an alpha male because of his talent. And I think that he has shown good leadership throughout his career. But this year, he's on the he's on a team with with Dwayne Wade, who who listen when when they were in miami he let lebron lead lead the team but but in actuality d wade was the leader yeah he was yeah man like he was he was the dude that rallied the troops and got everybody together so like you got that dude on one side and then you got isaiah thomas if you want to talk about somebody with a chip on their shoulder my man's got a block Like he's he's just, that's, that's part of the reason he's gotten to where he's gotten, you know, like he's, he's, uh, Isaiah Thomas is nothing about him as a player should tell you should like, he should not be where he is right now. He just shouldn't. Yeah. Yet still he's overachieved though. Yeah, man. So yeah, when, when you say when somebody's got something to say to him, Hey, he's going right back at you. Exactly. Cats get a little
0: sensitive. We know the NBA. Tensions are high right now. Tensions are high Mm -hmm. in the NBA. It is. So, moving on also to some news around the NBA. Couple of injuries. Boogie Cousins, ruptured Mm -hmm. his Achilles. Terrible loss for the Pelicans. Done for the season. Mike Conley, done for the season. Also, Andre Rope. Yeah? Conley. Mm Mm-hmm. Are are we... Is it okay to label him as is injury prone? Yeah, I think it is. I think that's safe to say. It's been a, quite a few years he's been significantly hurt. One of the playoff yeah. runs he he was lost as well for the Grizzlies. Yeah, man.
2: And and then I'll say this to for cousins, cause his his contract is up this year, right? Yeah. Or is it next year? Free agent. No, this? it's up
0: this year. He's a free agent so, this summer. Major, big summer for you, him. That's what I'm
2: saying, man. Like, do that's you think huge. this is this is gonna affect because I, I just, out of all the teams, the Wizards, that that was the team where I had circle for him, so he could reconnect with John Wall. And, yeah, uh, I love them.
0: I want him to go to Wizards. I, I don't yeah. know anymore. Yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's a major loss for the Pelicans right now. And I was actually rooting for them to go into the playoffs. I actually wanted to see him in yeah. AD on that oh, front yeah, line I mean in the that. playoffs. They could. They definitely. Also, another injury is Andre Roberson as well from the OKC Thunder. Yeah. Which is, I know some people are minimizing the loss of Robeson, but he actually Defense. does play a good role for OKC. Their defensive rating, I believe, was top three in the league or tops in the league. And when he was out of the lineup, they went all the way to last in the league in defensive rating. That was his yeah. impact. Yeah, man. Like,
2: the the dude, mind you, his impact was only on one side of the floor. Oh, but yeah, that was always a- one yeah. side.
0: Can't shoot a lick.
2: <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> Nah,
0: can't do it. Not at all. And um, yeah, so Ted, we had mm-hmm. to swap the episode because of the major bomb that happened tonight. Talk about it. <laughs> Talk, Talk about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> major bomb tonight. Ah, <sighs> and th- it does affect me. It does affect yeah. just Blaze, my yeah. man. BG. Blake Griffin got traded to the Detroit Pistons in a yeah. surprise move by the L.A. Clippers. So, let me go over the trade. The Clippers and the Pistons agreed to trade Blake Griffin to the Pistons for Tobias Harris, A.V. Bradley, Boban Marjanovic, a first-round <laughs> pick, and a second-round pick, I believe. Or one of those picks, if I'm not mistaken. I think they sent Bryce Johnson as well. But, major trade, Clippers garage sale is on. Yeah. The garage sale is on. And Blake Griffin, I just want to give you a round of applause. Yeah. You are a good player in L.A. But he did have a lot of mouth about my man CP3 upon his exit. I was waiting for so it. So I have oh. to pull my man Blake Griffin's card. And how does it feel? Your stock has never been so low as it is <laughs> right now. You thought the franchise picked you over CP3, the point guard, the maestro, the okay. greatest floor orchestrator, other than Magic Johnson. And uh, you thought the franchise picked you over him. They did. Slightly, Chris Paul left. You thought the franchise was yours and they you couldn't even last a full year before they said, we made a mistake and we had regrets. Traded you to the Pistons and didn't even get a star in return. Those yeah. are pieces. Yeah,
2: man. Uh, this is, can you explain this move <sighs> for Doc Rivers and the Clippers for me? Garage sale,
0: wholesale, you know, like, BJ's. I,
2: I guess, I guess if you, if you, maybe, no. I, I've, I've thought about it since I read it, and I, and I just can't understand the motivation, because if you were getting at least an expiring contract of, of, of a star, maybe I can understand that a little bit more. A.V. Bradley plays good defense. Uh, no, you know what? Let me take about back. Avery Bradley's a good player. Mm-hmm. Avery Bradley is a good player. player. Very solid. Yeah. Uh Tobias Harris. I know about him from my magic. I don't know why we <laughs> traded him. Because we had the worst front front office in the league. But but, you know, yeah, another another good player. So, you know, two potential starters, I guess, on half the teams of the NBA. That's
0: that's fine. But but, but this is your it, franchise star that you just gave a max five year max contract to, Ted. So um, that that's that was
2: that's the only thing that leads me to believe maybe they're just trying to clear a salary cap and go after
0: a, a, a another star in free agency because DeAndre Jordan's got to be gone now. Oh, he's most definitely gone. He's definitely gone. But but let me tell you why it makes no sense for the Clippers right now. Right now the Clippers currently. I believe are in the 7th seed or the 6th seed right now in the Western Conference playoff race. Right Hmm. now, they're still too good to tank and get a top-five pick this year. Yeah. So why trade him right now? There's literally no benefit. For A.V. Bradley, who's gone in the summertime because he's going to be a free agent. Tobias Harris, you probably have locked out. Boban, are you really keeping Boban? Are you serious right now? No. You got no. a a pick from Detroit. Detroit might be better with Blake Griffin on the team now. They might actually get into the playoff race. Mm-hmm. It's possible in a weaker Eastern Conference. So to me, it doesn't really benefit the Clippers right now to trade Billy Griffin right now until... But to me, it must say... Full wholesale, meaning Doc is gone before the year is over, meaning DeAndre Jordan is gone before a trade deadline, Lou Willville as well. Yeah. Wholesale. Yeah, I I
2: just can't I can't wait to see how this actually turns out.
0: Yeah, hey, I'm 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 very interested. And shout out to all you cats before the season when CP3 <laughs> was leaving that was saying that Blake Griffin is more valuable to the Clippers than CP3. What happened uh, uh, when CP3 left? Crumbles, <laughs> shambles. <laughs> so shout out to y'all.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm happy this this helped uh, your man CP3. It sure I know it sure do. I Listen, know it's we, your guy.
0: You, you, that's my guy. We know we gonna see him in June. That's my dude. But moving on, I want to talk a little bit about black coaches in the league right now in the NBA, and I think it's a topic that isn't discussed enough. So as we know right now, Jay Kidd was the most recent fiery in the NBA fired from the Milwaukee Bucks before the deadline, before the playoffs. Didn't even give him a full chance. And the manner in which they fired Jay Kidd was handled poorly, in my mind. I mean, I, he was blindsided. Upper management didn't even consult the firing with their star, the Greek Freak who has a great relationship with J-Kid and who also thrived under J-Kid. He became the best player that he could possibly be right now under J-Kid. And he ended up telling j Kidd that he was going to be let go, called him on the phone. So I don't think that was very professional of upper management, the way they handled that. And an argument can be made that the blackhead coach is the most disrespected leader in every sport right now. A case yeah. could be made. Think about this, Teddy. I wrote down a couple of facts. There were okay. eight black coaches out of 30 to start the season. Three have already been fired. David Fisdale, Jason Kidd, Earl Watson. Neither one of them was truly deserving of that firing in my opinion, yet. I mean, black coaches generally aren't given the time to build a team, choose their players, or instill a winning culture in my mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I completely agree, and if if anyone doubts that there's there's a bias against black coaches, uh let me see. So eight at the beginning of the year out of thirty one, which which means that's twenty what, what thirty one eight out of thirty. Eight. eight out of thirty. Oh hey that's right. I said thirty one. I'm like, come <laughs> on, come on, Ted. But so so out of those uh twenty two head coaches mm-hmm. that are white. What, yo? What is the percentage of the league that's that's
0: black? Seventy percent, over seventy, seventy to seventy-five <laughs> percent, I believe.
2: So you telling me it makes sense to literally reverse the percentages? Exactly. From players to coaches, I don't understand that.
0: I don't understand right. it at all.
2: Like, like, take for example, my man uh, who had to leave the NBA and go to college, Patrick Ewing. Yep. Patrick could Ewing could they a coaching due. job for years and could not get a head coaching job in the nba like you know and and i'll i'll say this you know i i pick on him a lot but it's because i listen to his radio show and you know i love him but tony kornheiser you Mm. know like i think he he embodies the mentality of a lot of older white sports writers when they judge athletes on how they thought of them as players, yeah. which was not very intelligent. So that same mentality carried over when he sees that he's coaching now, he being Patrick Ewing, and, you know, I, I, I just, man, something something's wrong with this picture, man. Yeah,
0: and, and look at this also. From 2001 to 2014, the NBA averaged about 11 black head coaches per season. It was easily the most diverse era in league history. And on opening night on 2012, there were 14 black head coaches, which was an all-time high. That was the high, 14. And But the number since then has been declining, and leaving the league right now with its lowest total since 1999. And it was six black head coaches in 1999. But the coaches who received these opportunities, I mean, they, they haven't had much time to enjoy them. And in a pattern that's gone largely unnoticed, I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like white coaches have been holding on to their jobs for significantly longer than black coaches. And I saw a stat also over the last decade, black coaches have lasted an average of 1.6 seasons compared to white coaches who've lasted 2.4 seasons as an average for them. See, perfect example. You remember Brian Shaw? Brian Shaw as well. Yep. And like they,
2: they always talk about how great of a basketball mind and coach he is, yet and still... The only job he can get is in Denver, and, and that's a, with tough a, with a situation. And with a
0: terrible Denver squad. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. And, and they didn't give him time. They didn't give him time. That goes back to me saying they don't have a longer leash yep. as, as as it seems. And sometimes I almost feel like if you're black and you're – sometimes I feel like your NBA playing career sometimes is a prerequisite for mm. landing a head coaching job at – A lot of times, most black coaches are former players, if you think about it. And I believe in coincidence, coincidences, but not that many. Right. Majority of black coaches are former players. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's can go unnoticed. And I don't mean to turn into a black versus white thing, but it's just the facts are facts.
2: Yeah. I think if somebody's being just completely, uh, you know, without having any bias looking at this situation, how can you not see that race is a factor?
0: Yeah, it does. I just feel like they should be given more of a chance. I don't feel like the J.K. Fire was was deserving enough. Yeah, David mm-hmm. Fisdale definitely wasn't deserving of it. And you got coaches like nah. Luke Walton, the Lakers, the last in the league in the Western Conference. He still has his job. Yeah. I, I
2: just think, if anything, get rid of Luke and, and bring on uh, Mr. Ball. So we
0: can really <laughs> The big ball away. You know, I'm ball all about control. You know, I'm all about ball control. Ball control. <laughs> I would love to see a coach in LA. Make that happen, Magic. <laughs> Make that happen, man. Make that happen for sure. Love. And um, yeah, so I also felt like I, I should bring up another important topic while we're on while we're on the issue that may not be discussed as often as it should. So I was listening to Stephen A's radio show and He had a full episode on the NBA's quote-unquote image problem. So I was a little intrigued. And Stephen A believes that there are many people out there who think the NBA has an image problem right now. And it bothered me when I heard this a little bit. And I I don't think that he's lying. But I tried to dig deep and really think about it. So let me play this clip from Stephen A
1: about what I heard. So now it's incumbent upon us to ask ourselves the question, Why does it exist when it comes to the sport of football? Why does it exist when it comes to the sport of the National Basketball Association? Let's just call it what it is. It's black players. And black players are judged differently. The black athlete is judged differently. Unfairly, I might add, and significantly more harshly by the public at large. Here is where I come in completely sympathizing with the black athlete. I still feel compelled to say this. It's not always about right and wrong. It's about the optics. It's about perception. And as wrong as the public may be, you still have an obligation in an effort to protect the brand and your individual brand, not to mention the league itself, you still have an obligation to be mindful of it and conduct yourself accordingly because there are other people's money that's patronizing your product. So if you know the public at large, it's going to judge you unfairly. It's going to judge you harshly. As wrong as they may be, You cannot be oblivious to that. You have to embrace it for what it is because nobody's forcing you to play in these leagues. You volunteered. And if they're going to judge you harshly, you have to be cognizant of that. It's not fair, but it is reality. And it's a reality that the black athlete has been dealing with for decades, if not longer.
0: So Teddy, I want you to, I'm gonna let you chime in first. On this quote from Stephen A. And then you let me know, do you believe that the NBA has an image problem right now? So I'm going to let you take it away.
2: Yeah, uh far be it for me to agree with Stephen A. Smith, especially <laughs> publicly. But here we are. And I do agree with, with uh, the premise of what he said. Because, you know, I, I've always said it. Well, I've said something similar for years, which is. People always talk about the NBA and and how it's perceived, mm-hmm. but you literally have people fighting in the hockey. Like that's literally part of the sport. Like like yo, it, it it is sanctioned in the sport. Yet and still, you never see them described in the same way that you see somebody who has a hard file in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like I, yes. Yeah, so. I I agree with his premise. I I, I think we we, we can get into why that is, but yeah, I I agree with him.
0: Yeah, I I mean, we do. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you hear the word image problem, sometimes it's a euphemism for black a lot of the times. When they say image or fighting, Mm -hmm. things like that. And then I got to thinking, so when a casual fan turns on a game of basketball, you know, sometimes quite often all throughout the game, they might see their favorite players yelling, berating at the refs, arguing with each other sometimes, throwing tantrums, Having to be held back, you know, a couple of those homie backs, those scuffles, <laughs> <laughs> and basically, <laughs> what I'm learning is that certain people, I guess, are put off by this. I guess I, I didn't, I didn't realize that that was a problem. I mean, it's not that we should necessarily worry about that problem, but it seems to be an issue a quote-unquote issue and many are saying that it's overshadowing the game with all of that extra drama so to address some of this we know the nba is launching what a a program around the all-star break to uh address the relationship between the players and the refs and this season there, there honestly might be something in the water this season because tensions are a little high right now teddy i will admit that Tensions mm-hmm. are high right now in the NBL. There's a lot of scuffles. You know, a lot of players chirping at the fans as well. You know, it's hard to keep track of all the fights and the little scuffles that's going on this year. You know, so I feel like maybe we should go over a few that I, that I could recall this year. We had KD mm-hmm. leading the league in injections this year, which is very surprising. <laughs> very surprising. Second in text. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got Steph his mouthpiece at the ref. Remember Bobby mm. Portis uh, 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 putting the putting the paws on Miritich, breaking Man. his jaw. Shout,
2: shout out to <laughs> Chicago. He's according to sources and ball ball on bulls. Yeah. Yes,
0: sir. shout out yeah, to the fellas there. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And we um, had Enos Cantor fiending to have some fake beef for LeBron. Nobody cares about him. Um,
2: yeah, don't get me started on Yeah, Enos. exactly.
0: You got Lowry and Ben Simmons talking about they'll go to the back. You have um a flaw actually throwing a punch at the at the European dude from Minnesota. You got a uh, James Johnson at martial arts black belt. Did you see that against Sergi Baca? No. Oh
2: no. Yeah. oh no, 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 I did, I did, he, I did the, the quick <laughs> the, the joint, yeah.
0: Serge. Serge he gave Serge, him a nice two-piece, uh, but he missed yeah, though. Man. He yeah, missed. Man. They all missed, yeah, you man. know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, quote unquote. Of course. Yeah, and okay.
0: then of course you have the Rockets and Clippers locker room fiasco. When they were ready, Trevor Reza and Gerald Green was ready to whoop Austin Rivers' ass. It was real. It was real. (laughs) It was real. We understand all those scuffles. I understand it. But those, to me, those are petty drama. Is it not, Ted? Those are not image problem type of drama, is it? No, not to me.
2: No, not at all, man. And I think... You know, it's funny if you were to show those clips to to the players back in the '90s.
0: It's light like, work.
2: They're, <laughs> they're looking at you like, "What's the problem?" Like, <laughs> right? like that's what I call Tuesday, dog. Like, it, it's not you know, like so. I think the league itself has 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 gotten stricter when it comes to physical play, interactions, you know. So, whatever, but like I think at its basis, if if I'm just stripping it down to its core, you have a lot of people that are intimidated by the people that they see, yeah. the, these NBA players and you know, I'll leave it to them to to try to understand why that is, but I would suggest that other than other than pigment, you know, size, uh, just you know, the fact that... Trivial you got issues. Yeah, man. Like, you know, just, just silly stuff. Silly stuff. It's, it's, it's real silly.
0: And I just think that the NBA is just held to a, highest, a higher standard than others. Which is fine, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess you have other sports that have a lot more violence. Like, we talk about hockey and football. But somehow, NBA gets a bad rap for things not justified. That's how I feel about it.
2: Yeah. And I, I just... Ugh. There's just a lot of undertones, a lot. and you you mentioned it before. The coded language is something that irritates me. Yeah, like like we were talking about coaches earlier. Whenever you hear the phrase, uh, "this coach, uh, this coach works great and knows how to talk to the modern athlete." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You know, you know <laughs> like let me let me translate for you. They're saying that. <laughs> Uh, This white dude can talk to dumb niggas like that. You know, excuse my language, (laughs) but that's what they're they're saying. That's what they're saying.
0: (laughs) And I just hate when they use that stuff. I I just hate when they do. So going back over to something positive now. So I feel like the state of the black athlete right now is at an all-time high when you think about it, when you strip it down as well, especially in terms of influence, accolades, et cetera, things like that. I believe... Right now we are witnessing a great period of activism in sports and it's also being driven by the black athlete and, and, and of all athletes, I would say, a lot of athletes that are going into the cause as well, which I think is a promising change. And to me, yeah. somebody like LeBron, to me, he's a preeminent example of what a modern day athlete should be off the court. He's a, mm-hmm. to me, he's an example and a standard. As far as I'm concerned, he's black excellence as far as an athlete goes. And LeBron right now has the most businesses and off-court earnings of any player while also giving back the most money and the most charitable donations as well. I mean, he's, <laughs> he also empowered, what, his childhood friends, Maverick Carter and those boys, to become yeah. qualified businessmen. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he, was set, he also set the standard for player empowerment in free agency as well. Not to mention, he could also possibly become one of the few black holders of an NBA franchise in the future. LeBron yeah. is self-made and he had to earn everything he's gotten in his career. So I have mm. to give some credit where credit is due in LeBron and he has elevated the athlete stature.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, like, I I I've criticized him earlier, but... Allow me to praise him, and, and that is a big reason why he is one of, if not my favorite NBA player. Well, I mean, behind Donovan Mitchell, Louisville's own, but <laughs> but uh, LeBron, the LeBron is is uh, such an intelligent guy, yeah, and he he truly does try to use everything that he has at at at, at his feet. Towards good, you know, like whether it's social change, whether he's he's putting how many kids through college in Akron, like, you know, I, 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 I hell, yeah, like it's a crazy amount of kids. He's giving them uh, a chance to get degrees and paying for it. Like, you know, that that's real change. That's that, Those are things that can affect the future. So, yeah, yeah, I defend LeBron even when he comes with, you know, silly stuff. But. Yeah, of
0: course. Off the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off, off the, the court. court. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the NBA right now, they, they've made incredible strides in the past 10, 20 years or so on becoming a global brand. So, mm-hmm. you can definitely thank athletes a lot for doing that as well. All, all athletes, so... I mean, before before we move on, I, I remember a quote that my my grandfather used to tell me about like image and things like that. He used to say that they say your character is who you truly are, while your image is what others think of you. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's that's good. Yeah, that's good. So that's that wisdom, man. Exactly, that's that wisdom. <laughs> so it definitely applies here. So I to to end it off, the NBA definitely doesn't have an image problem at all, nah. not one bit.
2: Some white people have a fear problem. I'll say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could be. And the beauty of this show is that we can go heavy and we can talk about real issues affecting us in our communities. And then we can sprinkle in some fun and jokes. Let's go. So, with that being said, I wanted to get into our all goon teams this year. Teddy, remember a few episodes back when you were on, I believe, t- episode 28 or 29. Mm-hmm. We got into the discussion, and you want you wanted me to hold down this topic for you. I
2: did, man. So, this so is I one of my held favorites. it down.
0: <laughs> so let's get to it. So we're gonna be going over. I want you to give me a top five NBA goons of all time. A couple of cats. You don't want any problems with on the court. So let's do a proposition okay. to make it interesting. I feel like we're gonna have some fun with this one here. A couple of goons. I feel like people forget. The All-time yeah, goons, the enforcers yeah, gotta, of the league. Gotta remind you, dog. Gotta <laughs> remind you. So Teddy, you, you do me the honors. You threw out your point guard, starting five. Oh,
2: okay, my point guard, and, I, and I've and I've uh I've named my team, uh, team two piece. All right. So starting point guard, he made this team from one famed performance. You know him as okay. the chubby point guard that stuck around the New York Knicks for for longer than you thought he would. None other <laughs> than Chris Child out <laughs> giving Kobe a two-piece. Boy, if you don't th- get <laughs> New York I Knicks legend. A legend.
0: <laughs> Come on, baby. Barely gonna Chris be mad at this Child. one.
2: That is the most famous two-piece in the NBA, man. It Come is. Two-piece bucket of
0: fries, boy. <laughs> bucket of fries. Funny. It Was that in the garden or was it in Staples? I, I, that was in Staples. I, I, I think that was Staples. Yeah, yeah that was Staples. Was in in Kobe's hometown, he got, got two-piece. That's, that's what I'm saying, man,
2: Chris. But <laughs> it happened so quick, Kobe... Kobe wanted to react, but he couldn't. Oh man, that was that was incredible. Man. Go, everybody who's not familiar, go on YouTube, look up. Chris Childs.
0: I mean they should be familiar. That was one of the most famous two pieces of all time. That's what I'm saying of man. all time. So point guard for me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go Patrick Beverly on this one. Oh I'm yeah, i Pat Bev yeah. in my point guard yeah. slot. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Pat nah, Bev is the one of the biggest point guard goons. Of all time. Mm-hmm. Pat Beverly gets it. He gets after yeah. you all day, every day. Never combs his hair. Nappy as can be.
2: <laughs> with. Yeah, with, his, with his Anthony Hamilton struggle
0: beard. <laughs> with his struggle beard. He got the patches <laughs> on the side. He got saliva dripping down his mouth when he's playing. <laughs> I got to give it to my man, Pat Bev. That's my point yep. guard.
2: Nah, that's good. That's good. Shooting that's guard good. for you, Ted. Oh, man. Shooting guard. This dude, believe it or not, he did the majority of his work behind the scenes and mm. it wasn't it wasn't until years later when players and people around the NBA started telling these stories that I found out that he was a goon. Not only was he a star player, but he handled business when he needed to. Shout out to former number 1 pick Jerry Stackhouse.
0: Oh, Stack.
2: Yes sir. Oh, okay. Jerry Stackhouse is a goon. Okay. He, he, you know what? My favorite one. He basically got got uh, got into it with a dude during the game. Said, "All right, cool." Walked away after the game's done. Everybody takes a shower, or whatever. Goes to the bus. Tells the dude to come out. For some reason, the dude came out. Boom! Stack
0: gave a point and then just walked away. Ooh, okay. Okay. Right. Stack. There's Stack. There you go. That's what I was, Stack was an OG. Yeah, man. Most definitely yeah. was an OG. shoot off for me, I'm going to have to go. My man Spree, Latrell Spreewell yeah. in my two-guard slot. <laughs> mister choke him <'em> Choke-Em-Two-Times. <laughs> PJ thought he was
2: going to coach him up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> PJ didn't want it anymore. PJ, his, his throat still never recovered from... <laughs> From Latrell were choking him out of practice. I gotta give it to my man Spree, one of the yeah. goons of all goons. Came to yeah, the Knicks, man. also was a rider on the Knicks as well. Helped us get to the finals. My man Spree, <laughs> I'm going in the two guard spot. <laughs> that's a nice. That's a nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay,
2: so we we had three yep. small forward. All right. So this one, listen, I'm going a little further back. Okay. Right. And this is a famous player. But once again, stand with the theme team two-piece. Uh we 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 are judging our goons by actual events of them putting hands on people. Uh so I gotta I gotta give a shout out to, to the legend Dr. J, man. Oh okay. <laughs> because I know exactly called, what you're talking about. That's right. He called Larry Bird. Yes, Larry Legend. <laughs> with the uh, that was the in court. the playoffs too right yeah man. yeah man so you know the playoff intensity was going and, and mind you it all fairness somebody was holding Larry while <laughs> Dr. J was giving that was a him hold some... me back. yeah 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 <laughs> but you know I mean hey Dr. J still got him man so, so just for that he earned the starting spot on my squad alright
0: I'm feeling that one best throw of yeah. all time I'm feeling that one <laughs> um in my three spot my small forward, all goon team, I'm going with Ron Artest. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Malice in the Palace, yeah, Teddy
2: yeah. D. Yeah, that's good one. Ron Artest, Queensbridge
0: finest.
2: Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man.
0: Thumped with the best of them. <laughs> he never had real skill, real talent in the NBA. But what was he? He was a great defensive player because he could muscle you.
2: Yeah, and he had a heart. He I had mean, a lot
0: of hard played hard.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like he, that was one dude you don't see very many, very many grown men in the NBA.
0: Not
2: at all. React. Not at all. To like someone's, you know, uh, lack of couth. But, but dog James Harden stayed away from from Ron Artest like like a dog that. You know, they got hit by a car. <laughs> yep.
0: after After Ron <laughs> Artest gave that that backhand and yep. just knocked him out. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree, for real. So, three spots. So, let's go with the four, Ted. All right, four. Yo,
2: from the same event, I'm actually going to give this, this this goon a spot uh, simply because I think this was one of the most beautifully shot uh, soul punches that I've seen in the NBA. Uh, from the Malice in the Palace, uh, Jermaine O'Neal come on down. Oh there was nice the and there was the fan that tried to run on the court and act like he wanted some. And Jermaine O'Neill just reached into his soul. Like it was Mortal Kombat or something. Like he played no know, games. Oh my gosh. And caught him directly with one that just it was such a good punch. It was such a good punch he he lost his footing. Like it was, <laughs> it, was it was it was incredible, man. Yeah. So for that we we got the,
0: the homie Jermaine O'Neill. Come on down, man. On come on, come down. on down, come on down. I mean, and a lot of we all wanna know that was a terrible <laughs> situation that happened, but you gotta you yeah. gotta have some jokes out of it. It's getting did go <laughs> on this past.
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> the NBA has done their best to try to bury
0: that on YouTube. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still jokes, man. It's still comedy, man. Yeah, so my yeah, power man. forward yeah. slot, I'm gonna have to go Zebo. Zach ooh, Randolph. Ooh, ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, my yeah. god! I don't think anyone wants real problems with Z Like
2: he, you know, like he's a real life. You really don't real want life. That. You really don't want these issues. You man. really like, don't it?
0: want these problems. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give it to Ted. So go run out with your five, Ted. All right, number
2: five, man. I'm, I'm gonna finish it off with another legend. Uh, <laughs> he had a great moment where he called somebody with, with a with a powerful punch. Shout out to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he not only he not only threw hands with Bruce Lee in the movies, sure but he did. literally yeah. threw hands in the NBA game and and I let him know it wasn't it wasn't all uh, you know movies and and cameras, camera and lights, man. He, <laughs> he really could throw them hands. Low so key, one Kareem. of
0: the most solid stars of all time, too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. Always an enigma. That is Kareem Abdul Jabbar, man. Always. Luau Cinder. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Rounding out my top five. I'm going with the honorable. Both teams play hard. Mr. Both teams play night. hard. God bless and good night. Rasheed, uh, Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. In my death. top five. Oh, he almost made my squad. <laughs> man, was... I couldn't leave him off my top five. Yeah. I'm going to war with Ra any day of yeah. the week. Yeah, man. I'm Thank going it. to war. So That's I do a... have some honorable mentions before we mm-hmm. move on. Some t- if I throw out any of yours, feel free to chime in wherever. So a few I remembered. Okay. Was uh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Rick Mahorn from the Bad Boys? Yeah, you know
2: I can't believe it. none of the Bad Boys made our
0: squad. I know. I, I, about, I thought you was gonna have one. Yeah, I, I thought you was gonna have one too. Uh, Lynn <laughs> Beer, Rick You're Mahorn. My sixth and You're Christ. my six man. You're my six man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll take one. You take the other. All I right, suppose. there we go. Um, James Johnson, like I've said before, black belt from uh the Toronto Raptors. Stephen yeah. Jackson, also. Oh yeah, he was him. in the
2: he was in the melee. He was Always in the melee. The melee. David uh, West. Oh, see, I was about to say yep. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know who a uh, forgotten one because it wasn't hands that he laid on. As far as another NBA player, Nick Van Exel. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot referee, about that. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick the Quick. Nick uh, the was, Quick.
0: Yes, sir. He definitely did. Uh, I'm actually gonna throw Matt Barnes in there as well. I'm gonna give Matt Barnes some love.
2: Oh, uh, see, you take Matt Barnes. I'll take uh, Doug Christie for the uh, oh. for the Rick Rick Fox. Doug Christie?
0: Fight. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. For that, <laughs> I forgot about that Lakers Kings incident. Yeah, that's true. That's it, man. That's it. That's true. Also, um, Xavier McDaniel was another one. Ooh, um, X men X men yeah. Anthony Mason. Charles Oakley. Oh. Charles
2: Oakley was on my listen. He was, he was literally <laughs> on my list, but I took him off for Jermaine O'Neal just because Charles Oakley, believe it or not, he had some tussles, but like it, it,
0: all his fights, none of the punches landed. That's true. None he, of the punches he, landed. He, he had those. You know why? You know why? Ted. He had those T-Rex arms. That's <laughs> so he had those T-Rex he, arms. They were too short. Sure. They wasn't reaching he, the jaw. He <laughs> and Kevin Willis, dog. <laughs> yep, and Kevin Willis too. <laughs> That's true. Also, uh, KG. Yeah, KG just talks though. He man. just talks like, though. Y'all talk.
2: <laughs> all, all he does is bully, bully the, bully the big European players.
0: That's it. Damn, like, my man KG gets no love. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that. I hear that. Ah, uh, so yo, that was dope, man. I, I, love the All Goon team and people, people out there, the family, above the rim family. Send me your top five All Goon teams. I know they're rivaling some of these choices that me and Teddy had today. Those are some great oh, choices, Ted.
2: It more than uh, team two piece, and
0: uh, you know, come on, man, just send them in. <laughs> send them in. <laughs> Definitely send them in. So, Ted, so you know what time for? What time it is, my brother? Crossover, let's no. do it. Not a game, not a game. It's not a game, not a game. <laughs> not a game. You <laughs> talking about practice? Time for the crossover segment. So, Teddy D, my man. For those who don't know, for my new listeners for the crossover segment, I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. A man, Teddy D, acts as a GM, and he tells me who he would take out of the two in their primes. Got some good choices this week. As always, first up, are you taking a prime Derrick Rose Mm. or a prime... Tim Hardaway, let me give you the career stats. Mm,
2: okay.
0: D-Rose, career stats, 19.5 a, a game, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, 0.8 steals, 45% from the floor, one-time MVP, three-time All-Star, one-time Rookie of the Year. Tim Hardaway, killer crossover, 17 points per game, 3 rebounds a night, 8 assists per game, steals per game, 43% from the floor, five-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA first team. Ted, you taking a prime Derrick Rose or a prime Tim Hardaway? Both on the table. D. Rose. D. Rose. Tell me why. D.
2: Rose, man. Okay. Yo, he he was, um, of course, the, the shorter... Let you know to put it like this. He had the shorter career, but he had the more impactful mm. uh, career as well. Like Derrick Rose, pre-injury, was legitimately in discussions when we were talking about could he be better than lebron yeah like that was a legitimate i mean it mind was answer a definitely no. a legit argument but but you know like if you somebody brought that up nobody would get mad because yo Dragic is still hurt from that from that two-hander <laughs> that derrick rose tied back so on disrespectful. That
0: disrespectful slam oh, two-hander. yeah two-hander he waited for him
2: dog he waited for him, but yeah. but yeah, D Rose before the injury was incredible, dude. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll go with D Rose.
0: Ted, I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. I'm going D Rose as well. D Rose that, especially that MVP year. Oh, it if, was it was incredible. Incredible. Man. Man. If that D Rose stayed, that D Rose for at least another three to five years, mm-hmm. he would be the best point guard in the league over yep. Steph Curry. Over yeah. Russell Westbrook, over yeah. Chris Paul, yeah, he would be if he stayed healthy. But we know he's going into that category now of what ifs, along with Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, and those boys. Yeah, the team yeah. max in that category. But that's let's not going back over to Tim Hardaway. Let's not discredit Tim Hardaway. Kill a crossover. He's a monster. Oh, and,
2: uh, he one of my favorites, one, yeah, of, my one of my favorite my players of Sorry.
0: all time. He he was murder, he was money on Golden State, money on Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. A, one of the originators' top five handles of all time. He was a better defender than D Rose. I give him that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, better jump oh, yeah, he... shot, and maybe a better, probably is a better passer than D Rose.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll give him all those things, like on paper. Yeah, yeah. Tim Hardaway was
0: the more skilled basketball player. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Think about Tim Hardaway in this era right now. His big body as a point guard. Bruh, I think about Tim Hardaway.
2: You know the other point guard I think about? Isaiah Thomas.
0: Yes. Money. I think
2: those two would put up incredible numbers. Isaiah would get you
0: 30 and 11, 30 and 10 right now. Easy. 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 Yeah. With no contact. Yeah. 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 So next up. Are you taking Cat Carl Anthony Towns mm. or a prime Sean Kemp? Let me give you the career stats. Carl Anthony Ooh. Towns, 21 points per game, 11.5 rebounds, 0.7 assists, 1.5 blocks, 0.7 steals, 54% from the floor, one time All Star, rookie of the year. Sean Kemp, the Rain Man. Mm. 14 and a half a game for his career, mind you. 14 and a half a game, eight rebounds, one assist, one block, one steal, 48% from the floor, and a six-time all-star. Are you taking, you got both of those on the table, cat right now, or prime Seattle Supersonic, Sean Kemp? Who are you taking, Ted? Because I'm petty. <laughs> I I'm
2: actually gonna go with Cat.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Because
2: I'm I'm still holding a grudge from NBA Live '96 and trying to sh- trying to shoot a jump shot with Sean Kemp. It just <laughs> it, it just couldn't work. It just could not work. It's tough. Oh my gosh! Like, but you know, we we remember those incredible dunks for Sean Kemp, and of course Gary Payton throwing them to all those oops. But like, man, Sean Sean Kemp could have been even better. Yeah he I think he really could have been even better, uh but cat is a unique big man the the knock against him that I have is is the defense is really suspect very um really, really suspect, but the offense is so good that you know like his off without his offense he would be. Uh, your, your boy Okafor, basically. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, they have the same defense, but what Cat can do offensively is is that much more advanced. So I, I'll go with Cat.
0: Ted, we two for tooth today, man. I agree with Damn. you. Yeah. Great minds think alike. I'm going to Cat as well. I think his offensive repertoire right now is phenomenal for a big man. Yeah, he man. can post you up. He can take you off the block. He can hit you with a turnaround faded weight. He can have a little baby jump hook. He can step out and shoot the three. Mm -hmm. From time to time, he can take you off the dribble if it's a slower big man that's guarding him. Cat's offensive arsenal right now is probably prototypical perfect, kind of, in a way. Mm -hmm. Offensively, Mm -hmm. a little Hakeem Olajuwon-ish, Oh, yeah. Getting there to that level. Not, of course, not as great, but offensive wise, he's big time. Yeah.
1: He's big oh, time. Oh, yeah, man.
0: And to me, Sean Kemp, great player. He had a couple of 20 and 10 seasons up there in Seattle. Did, was mm-hmm. the second best player on a quote unquote championship caliber team because they did go to the finals. So mm-hmm. the question is now if Cat was in Sean Kemp's place on that Seattle team, would they still go to the finals?
2: That's the question you have to ask yourself. I want to say yes, but now that I think about it, they Remember, played Kemble's so the different. was the second
0: best player on that team. That's what I'm saying. Gary
2: Payton, Gary Payton probably would have made it work, but like, Cat is not the let's run the court and throw alley oobs dude. Not at all. You know. Camp. Wow.
0: That's a good question. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I wanted you to give you an answer. Then I wanted you to think about that. Remember, they had Detlef Schrempel on that team. Who else they had? Uh, Sam Perkins, oh, I believe. Hawkins. Hershey
2: Hawkins. Uh, Dale. Uh, who, who was Dale Ellis. Dale I believe? Ellis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had man.
0: a couple of boys on that team.
2: They did. They did. Uh, yeah. I, I I'll
0: say yes. <laughs> okay. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. <laughs> okay. I'll okay. say yes. I, I might I might you know I had to think about it as well and I might say yes also because I feel like Cat adds another dimension that mm. Sean Kemp doesn't have which was that three point shooting and at that time it was very rare for a big man to step out that well and yeah. shoot threes they already had Sam Perkins Sam so what Perk if they had
2: two exactly
0: <laughs> if they had yeah. Sam Perkins Carl Anthony Towns and Detlef Schrempf at that time too shooting those threes mm. and Hersey Hawkins wetting them from three. <laughs> yeah that might be an interesting team right there yeah so that begs to be seen but you can't go wrong either way
2: Nah, i i agree man like that yeah, that's fun thinking about cat on that team is fun
0: that that would that would be crazy and think about sean kemp right now he might, he might get you 25 or 30 right Ooh. now Who, who's touching was, sean kemp in the air nah, nobody.
2: nobody nobody wants to body up with him come on man <laughs> Exactly. Like Kim
0: was not a slim dude. Not at all. Man. Yeah, he 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 definitely he definitely was in the gym. Tell you that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but he, yeah. You, you ever seen him recently? He, he's pretty fat, man.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking as a fellow fat man, I can't say too much. But <laughs> come on. You know, man. <laughs> but you know, I get it, man. Hey, food is good.
0: You know, food is I, great. I
2: can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> food is great. Food is great. Man. Food is great. Um, yeah. So. Family, people out there, the listeners, make sure you're giving me your responses to the crossover segment as well. I always want to hear your feedback, hear your responses as well. And uh, my man, Teddy Diaz, as I said before, hosts of three dope-ass shows. Three <laughs> dope shows, my brother. Shout out to you. Hey, I
2: appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me yet again. It's always a good time when we come through, man. Of, of course. Now, now all, all I need to do is have you over to my place, yes. so we can get into it, you know. <laughs>
0: yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. On the uh, the Why Now podcast. So make sure y'all go download that as well. Appreciate it. Yeah, that, that was a dope episode, too, my man BTG. You had on there recently. BTG's a friend of the show. Everybody knows him, of course. Dope yeah. episode, man.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, I appreciate it. Bella, Bella's entertaining, if, if nothing. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, now
0: that I think about it, he might end up calling in and leaving a voicemail because he knows you on the show tonight. <laughs> he, I don't doubt it I don't doubt it You <laughs> might come in here and throw some slender he definitely would he definitely would <laughs>
2: so Just move him, man. of
0: course so Teddy man I appreciate you coming on my brother it's been a pleasure as always thanks again for joining me on Above the Rim one of my brothers straight out of Louisville appreciate that my man
2: hey as always I appreciate
0: you man of course most definitely so make sure you all go out and go subscribe to his three shows as well and on the Black Astronauts Podcast Network That's a friend of the show. Teddy D is family out here for Above the Rip, man. So, Teddy, once again, man, before we roll out, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And, of course, you got to come on once again. Always an invite. Oh, always, man. Ball control. We out. (laughs) Ball control. (laughs) That's Ball Control. So, that's Above the Rip, episode 43, and we out.